Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take 5 for Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Owen Ron. Uh, another great episode lined up here with uh, the folks from the Krantz Lynn Group. I almost said Lynn Krantz Group, sorry. Krantz Lynn <laughs> Group with Compass Realty. How are you guys doing? Great, how are you? Yeah. Uh, Kyla and Ellen, uh, how long have you guys been in real estate? Let's start with, uh, let's start with Kyla first. Okay. <laughs> um, I've been in real estate a little over a year. I um, made the transition from um, a longtime career in fashion. I was actually um, a buyer for a women's luxury retailer um, for about 10 years before I transitioned over to real estate. Cool. Uh, and I've been in real estate, I'd say full time for about seven years. I kind of dabbled and had my license before that, but I also transitioned from a similar type of background in fashion. I owned a wholesale company and was also a rep for about 20 years for different manufacturers. Yeah. So tell me about the moment that you decided to uh, move into real estate, Ellen. Um, honestly, the moment I thought, where else could I have a career where I could kind of have an income that the sky was the limit, that I didn't have to be a doctor or a lawyer or an accountant, not that accountants make that much money, but um, you know, where I, where I could really just do my own thing and be in an industry that was somewhat respected, although I had a totally different opinion of realtors then than I do now. Um, but then I kind of thought, what you know, what else can I do where I can be as successful as I have been and still be my own boss? And right. you know, there are a lot of I've always owned homes since I was in my early 20s. I've lived all over Houston. I was born and raised here. So it just was a natural step for me. My mother was also in real estate and my father's built all over the country um, and it's currently building in Bel Air uh, single family homes. He did build commercial. So, yeah, that's a great answer. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Kyla, what do you think? What what was the moment you said, I'm going to be a realtor? Well, uh, you know, what I was doing in fashion was all I ever wanted to do my whole life. Um, and I kind of, the past couple of years, just started thinking about, you know, in my career, I was kind of at the top of where I could be. So it was more about, do I continue doing about the same thing for the next 30 or so years, or do I try something different? Right. Um, my husband and I actually invest in real estate in the Heights. And so, and he actually works for a home builder. Um, so I wanted to get my license just to kind of help with that. Um, and then I ended up meeting Ellen through a mutual friend and hearing more about kind of how she had launched her business. and. Right. I realized there were actually a lot of skills that I used at my prior job in terms of data analytics and marketing and styling and all of that that I could transfer over here. Um, so we started working together and um, started helping my first few clients. And honestly, the ability to do something that really makes a difference in people, I mean, a big difference in people's lives, these are oftentimes the biggest investment anyone's ever gonna make, right. um, was really rewarding and something different, you know, a little bit different than selling someone a pair of $200 jeans. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, we've just loved it ever since. Yeah, cool. So how do you how do you guys work as a team? So I'll ask uh, Ellen first. So do you, one of you take the FaceTime with the clients and the other one work on the numbers or do you mix it up? You know, um, we kind of mix it up. We, we both have different skill sets that are very complementary, And then we have some skill sets that are similar. Um, I have been in sales my whole life. I feel like I am a really good salesperson. Um, I kind of know how to land the plane and get 
get a deal to the closing table where everybody's happy and everybody's goals are met. Um, Kyla is great at that, but she also has a real expertise in the marketing end, which is something that I never did. I kind of grew my business organically through just word of mouth and friends, and I never really marketed. Um, I'm in a different age group, if you couldn't tell. <laughs> um, so I'm, all, you know, I'm 58. So even though I love Facebook and Instagram, and I'm probably technologically more savvy than a lot of people my age, I never used it as a business tool. Um, and Kyla ha is really great at that. And that's done, it, it's expanded our business tremendously. Yeah. Um, I think we're both really good interfacing with clients. So we do most of our meetings together. Um, yeah. Whether it's, you know, some, some things we do um, completely together. Some things are, you know, from my base, some things are from her base, but we still work together as a team on everything. Yeah. Um, and it's great for it's great for our buyers because they have two really well-respected, good agents working with them. And right. it's great for the sellers because they always have somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, right. You know, we don't, most of our listings, I mean, unless, you know, it's not anywhere around here, but the majority of the listings that we have in the Heights, in Bel Air, Westview, River Oaks, any right. of those areas, um, we accompany them all. So one of us is at every showing. Oh, that's good. Is really a great thing for our sellers. Yeah, it's a really unique um, team structure. Uh, I'm sure you know, have met a lot of realtors. You've interviewed a lot of realtors. Um, right. Oftentimes, there is you know either one primary agent, and they have either assistants or team members or people that work under them. Um, I think there are very few uh, partnerships, and then the ones that I have seen most of them are husband and wife. Right. Um, so it, it is rare to have um, an experience like we give our clients, whether they're sellers or buyers. Um, like she said, you get two full-time realtors all the time, 24 seven, um, working on your transaction. And I think that's made things as seamless as possible for our clients, but also fun because you kind of feel like you're hanging out with friends and not, you know, having to deal with Obviously, there's stress involved, but right, you know, right. make yeah. it as fun as possible. Yeah, and we play off each other really well. We both are um, very strong individuals. So, you know, sometimes we have different takes on things, but we always come to, you know, come to an agreement. And I think the fact that we both are strong is a, is a really good thing, yeah. um, especially for our clients. Yeah. And as long as you're communicating, then you can work through those issues that always pop up uh, and, you know. I guess it's a little sexist, but women are better communicators than men. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. Not all the time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Everybody has their own way of communicating, you know, yeah, but, but, yeah. but you're probably right. Yeah. As a general yeah. rule, In you're general, probably right. In general. Yeah. So um, tell me about the social uh, media marketing. What, what do you guys think works? What do you spend most of your time on? What, what, uh, what are the challenges there? Because, you know, there's a ton of it out there. And how I'm going to let Kyla speak to that because she yeah. is definitely the, our social media guru for sure. Yeah, I would say in terms of what works and what doesn't work, um, it's 100% trial and error. And I think that anyone that tells you differently is probably not being entirely truthful. Right. Um, like I said, there was I, I was lucky because there was a lot that I could take from my prior experience and bring here. So, you know, retail is not that unlike 
real estate in terms of being an industry that has been around for decades, has maybe done things a certain way for decades, and it's just really hard to move forward. So all the things that Ellen and I talk about in terms of how we build a business built for this technology-based generation are all the things that we were talking about in retail. But you know, when you're working for a larger company, even if you have all the ideas, you're not necessarily the one executing them. So it's been really fun kind of taking the reins of our social media platforms and just seeing what people respond to. So I just try to be as much of a consumer of social media as I can and get a feel for what resonates with me. Um, to me, I think the number one thing in social media is authenticity. So if it's something that doesn't resonate with me, it's not going to resonate with someone else if I try to copy it. So it's really just, I, you know, try to emulate the things that I like to see on social media, but make it relevant to our specific industry. And we try to give as much information as possible. I think that's really key too, is really utilizing our platforms to give really solid, clear information that's not easy to get, whether you're a potential buyer or seller um, and giving, you know, really pieces of free value to our followers, I think is, has been huge for us as well. Um, and networking. So I think people don't always uh, see social media as a means for networking, but as real estate professionals, our job is to network. Um, and so now we're networking where people are these days, which is on their phones. Um, so we, you know, try to partner with, again, people uh, in the city, not just in our industry, but, in, you know, influencers, bloggers, what have you, but that um, uh, focus on Houston lifestyle, um, whether that's food or events or fitness or whatever. And again, like just try to network with their base and right. see what they're wanting to hear. Um, we were shocked, honestly. Um, we just did a partnership with uh, It's Not Hugh, It's Me. They have uh, I think close to 70,000 followers. Um, so many of their followers just didn't even know the first step to buying a home. Like, where do I even begin? Right. So we, a lot of our ideas in terms of marketing have just come organically from feedback in terms of what people are needing. And so our very first you know, video blog we did based on what are the three things you need to do if you're ready to buy a home. So um, right. we just have cut, like I said, trial and error, um, being authentic with our base and um, listening to what, what our followers are, are wanting to hear. And what's interesting, I'm just gonna throw a side note in there because coming from a different generation where we didn't grow up with that type of marketing, um, you should look at, check out our Instagram page. It's at Krantz Lynn Group. Um, and it's, you know, it's fun. It's interesting. It's captivating. Um, Kyla has done an incredible job of really capturing the audience of people that we have. We gained um, several thousand followers on the last um, partnership that we did with It's You, Not Me. We actually gave away a Peloton, um, which was really cool. I saw and that. <laughs> we, got, we got a huge lead capture on that and we got a lot of new clients and a lot of people like Kyla said that just didn't you know didn't know the first thing about buying a home and then there's the other side to that is my friends who are all looking at Instagram and don't know what to do with it are calling me going oh my god you're on fire what is going on here like this Instagram page is amazing and I'm like that's why I have a 30 year old partner you know, <laughs> who understands how to make it. And yes, I can copy what she does and emulate it, but that's just not, yeah. um, she really has a flair for, I mean, if you look, it, it, it's great content. 
So of the thousands of followers that we gained who were all trying to win a Peloton, they didn't all leave after they didn't win. Because the biggest part of, you know, the biggest thing we want to do is capture an audience and keep it and have other people learn about us. And then we are doing our own YouTube segments and video blogs that are, you know, telling people how to buy a home, what the steps are, introducing them. We just did a... um, an interview with an with a mortgage banker who is our go-to person and it was unbelievable i can't wait to see the video because it was unbelievably informative and we did it was our second video our first video we cut how half pilot's head off in that one so that was although the information was terrific the video was not as good <laughs> so we're learning but it's really fun and it's fun to be um for me it's been super exciting to be uh with a partner that does really see the importance of social media yep. and has kind of taught me how to use that as a tool. Um, and then we have a team also of younger agents. I say younger, one of them is not that young. Um, but you know, we're, we're, it's fun. Yeah. And our cool. clients have fun. They feel that energy come through us and they, it's right. good. Yeah. Like they're working with celebrities. <laughs> it's more I like think, you know, um kooky cousins i think right. oh yeah but still just as fun but you know it's interesting because honestly we really have not tried to we, i mean we started instagram we started our page i had a page i had a few hundred followers i have actually more on my personal page uh-huh. but um i didn't really use it as a tool and when kyla you know we started working on it about a year ago um the goal was to grow the page. And of course, if you're a celebrity, you flip the switch on and you have millions of followers right away. But if you're not really trying to grow it organically for us to have even, you know, over 2000 followers in less than a year and Kyla having only been in this business for a year um, is amazing. And it's, it's, it's really, it's been a lot of fun and I agree. Yeah. Great way to build your base. So, so, what percent of your business do you think comes from that avenue versus church, school, you know? It's still 98%, you know, our sphere of influence because right. like she said, we really just have launched it a year ago and we're lucky to be where we are. And to be quite honest, we've only like really realized the full potential maybe in the last couple of months. Oh. So, you know, I think that that, I know a lot, I mean, I see a lot of realtors that, you know, are now 90% of the referrals come off social media. I think that's amazing. But um, I also think, you know, there's something to be said about our personal relationships. You know, Ellen's been in Houston her whole life and knows everyone in town. I also was born and raised in Houston. And I think um, we love meeting new people, but also there's nothing we love more than helping our family and friends and their family and friends. Um, with their real estate transactions. Yeah. And the other thing is just um, to, to add something on top of that, even though we do have spheres um, of influence, every single person that I know also knows 20 realtors. <laughs> so they have to make a decision. Well, who am I going to use? Am I going to use yeah. Ellen or am I going to use this one or that one or whoever? Um, and I do think that our social media and our marketing has definitely made us stand out. I mean, we've gotten listings that we would not have gotten had it not been for the social media. So right. a year ago, I was like, are you sure this is really going to make a difference? I mean, I'm not seeing really any return <laughs> off of this. And then, you know, I started getting phone calls for out of the blue from these random people who had seen, oh my God, I can't believe the marketing you're doing. And, right. you know, it's amazing. Y'all are on fire. And I'm like, okay. 
working. <laughs> something's working. I mean, we and and we do have, you know, we do bring a lot of different things to the table. So in terms of like most of the marketing that goes on in River Oaks and Afton Oaks and even in the Heights, even I think there's a little more of this going on in the Heights, but Bel Air, most people don't market like we do. Um, and I think that has been a huge piece for us. That's, yeah. that's really helped propel us pretty quickly. Yeah. So what, so tell me about, uh, you know, we've all are living through COVID and all those things. There seems to be some light at the end of the tunnel. What do you, what's your projections of this year and how is the industry changing or has changed or will change <laughs> due to what we just went through? Either of you have a good answer for that? Okay, Kyla. Yeah, I think that Ellen and I are lucky to be affiliated with Compass because if you're not familiar with Compass, they are a technology firm first, um, obviously a real estate company, but very focused on technology. So the industry in general has moved towards better online uh, tools, being able to tour houses online. If you're not able to be out in person, all of those things, well, we already kind of had those tools built in. So that's been great. Um, in terms of, we do think that the, the market's going to be pretty strong. You know, we definitely thought for this year, but I honestly think for the next two years, because we have too many buyers out there and not enough inventory. I think the latest, you know, fresh statistic from HAR that came out, um, had inventory actually down 49%. Wow. That's pretty, Staggering. And, um, you know, I think every single, you know, at Compass, we have all the top agents. I think every single one of us has at least a dozen buyers in the pipeline wanting to buy something. So, you know, I don't know that all those buyers are going to end up finding something this year. Obviously, everybody wants to buy this year because interest rates are so low and that's fueled a lot of buyer demand. So if you are listening to this and you have thought about selling your home, (laughs) I cannot stress enough. Inventory is down. I believe the number was close to 49% and prices had gone 15%. I think that was the right statistic. So I can't stress enough. This is the time to list your house if you're even thinking about it because um every house that we've seen come on the market has had i mean every desirable house we do a lot of business in the inner loop um has seen multiple offers um right so it's kind of crazy <laughs> i mean we literally sold we put a house on in the heights and for a million one i'm not going to share addresses because then you'd know who the buyer was but um we put it on for a million one fifty we had probably seven offers in the first couple of hours. It wow. sold for a million two fifty two, which was, you know, basically 10% over asking price. Yeah. Um, because there's nothing in that price range in that yeah. area, period. I mean, it's either 1.4 or 700, but yeah. nothing in between. So, you know, the Bel Air's the same way. We have builders that we represent in Bel Air. If I had 20 entry level 4,500 square foot houses on a decent sized lot, I could sell every one of them. Yeah. So, um, and all of the resales are bringing really top dollar. Um, you know, unless you just, I mean, one of the philosophies that we share really with our sellers is that we feel like you really should price correctly, um, not test the market to see what you can get because normally if you price exactly right, or just even slightly under where you should be, the market will tell you what you're going to get. But your house doesn't sit on the market for 60 days or 90 days while you're trying to see if you can get, you know, 100 or 
$300,000 more than you should be able to get. So we just have different strategies, but right now the market's, it's unbelievable. And that's not to scare off if you're looking to buy. I think it's just important if you are a buyer in this market, one, to be really realistic about what your expectations are. Um, honestly, we encourage a lot of our first time home buyers um, to start with us maybe even a year out um, for multiple reasons. One, as you know, as a lender, they wanna know what their credit situation is and if there's anything that they can do to right. solve that in the next few months. Um, but two, I mean, we believe like once you've been pre-approved and, and you know pretty, you're pretty solid in what your budget is, on taking the time to really narrow in on a specific neighborhood that you wanna be in, a specific type of property you wanna be in so that when something comes on the market that's perfect for you, you're ready to pull the trigger. And that's what I would say about this market now is everything is happening so fast. Like if you fall in love with something, you need to write a very strong, compelling offer um, you know, that day, don't wait around and kind right. of see what's going to happen because it, it's just, you know, it, this isn't the market for that, but, yeah. um, there are still, you know, I think a lot of affordable options. We have tons of first time home buyers who are looking in the 200 to $350,000 range. And there's a lot of great options for them. Are they all going to be in the heart of the Heights? No, but there's a lot of great developments in up and coming neighborhoods. Um, there's a lot of opportunities if you're, again, like you have to be flexible in something. You're not going to get price plus, you know, new construction plus location. So, you know, I think just as a first time home buyer, it is a great time to invest because interest rates are so low um, and eventually they will go up. But um, you just have to be realistic about what you want to prioritize in your search. Yeah. And I think, I think, so to, to Kyla's point, um, it is it is a seller's market, but it's also a great market for buyers because of the interest rates. So, you know, I, we have a client who bought a new house um, or not a new house, but a, a remodel in the Heights. And they're noticed the same amount as it was on a house that they bought $200,000 cheaper because of the interest rates. So um, it is making, you know, people can't afford a lot more or they can spend the same amount of money and have a lot lower note. Um, so it's, it, and it's important to have a good realtor who is honest with you and it's important to listen to them. Right. I mean, you should really hire realtors, of course, hire us. I mean, everybody should hire <laughs> us, but, but if you don't hire us, you really need to make sure that your realtor, you know, is aggressive and understands the market. And, um, if they, I mean, we don't tell people to write offers because we just want to make money. I mean, we want people to get what they want we want them to get a good deal we want them to get what they you know what they're looking for in a home but if like in the heights if you don't pull the trigger you're not going to get the house i mean you're just not or you're going to end up in a multiple offer situation that's kind of a nightmare and everybody says they don't want to be in that kind of situation but you know you have to have somebody guiding you that really understands the market and right. kyla's right the minute something comes on if you like it you pull the trigger before everybody else in the world well it's sees it. so funny because i hear so many people ask if they should or if they have to use a realtor and obviously you don't have to and I share their sentiment because <laughs> the first realtor I used when I bought my first home I have no idea what he did I negotiated the price of the house myself and I was like I will never use a realtor again but just a couple of weeks ago um we had, we were in a multiple offer situation with this home in the Heights and my client won. Um, and I, I had posted on Instagram and one of my uh, little brother's friends 
was like, I have been trying to buy that house. <laughs> I'm using my cousin as my realtor because oh. he's giving me back fees. And I was like, oh man, you have got to use someone who's in the market, who knows what they're doing, or you just have no chance. So I just, of course, like Ellen said, we'd love to work with you, but whoever you work with, just make sure one, interview multiple realtors and two, do your due diligence to make sure it's someone that you can trust because in this market, you really have to trust your realtor to make sure that, you know, the price is is a fair price, but that, you know, when they say it's time to pull the trigger, it, it probably is. Yeah. And the other point to that is, you know, using a realtor, I mean, the, the buyer doesn't have any added expense using a realtor. So it doesn't really make any sense not to, even on new construction, I think a lot of people don't understand that they can actually negotiate different things like window coverings, like appliances, like things that they think they just have to walk in and write a full price offer or they're not gonna get the house and that's not necessarily true. Um, so, and especially if you're talking about even in a you know half a million dollar situation, I mean, you're not talking about saving that much money and we can probably save you that just in getting you a better price. So yeah, yeah. Never those, about it. those are great <laughs> tips. I mean, you guys, uh, uh, that was, you know, I always ask what tips do you have for buyers? What tips do you have for sellers? And all that was, that's chock full of great information. So the one, one thing I was in my head, I was thinking I sold a house a couple of years ago and, you know, it was a little updated. And so we went through the expense of new paint everywhere, refinishing the floors, you know, painted the cabinets, all that kind of stuff. It's a big expense and the house sold. Um, but what's, what, how do you help a buyer decide whether they need to do the fix up ahead of listing or they just allow the buyer to do the fix up. Does that make sense? It really just depends on, well, one, it depends on the inventory that's currently on the market. So in today's market where there's very limited inventory, we might suggest that the seller and, and let's say the house is livable. I'm not saying like right. there's blood and crayons on the wall, but like, <laughs> you know, let's say the house is pretty livable. Maybe it's a little dated, but there's nothing else on the, on the market in the proposed price range. I might say, Hey, instead of spending the $15,000 to fix this up and going through the stress of it, let's list a little bit lower, um, attract multiple offers and really make this a deal. So one, it kind of depends on what, what's out, what your competition what is. You're in competing the against. That makes sense. Um, but two, you know, Ellen and I are in houses all day, every day with buyers. So we know exactly what are hot button issues and what aren't. Um, so, you know, we always say like, if you're wanting to get top dollar though, um, we do usually recommend making those cosmetic updates, whether it's painting your walls a really neutral, crisp color, or usually we don't make people, you know, suggest that people go through entire kitchen renovations or things like that, just price accordingly, because I think above all, people want to make a house their own. So I feel like more and more people are wanting to, you know, buy something that's a little less expensive and maybe make their own selections right. um, rather than buying someone else and paying for someone else's renovations. Right. And the other aspect, and one of the things that makes us very unusual as agents is that we both do have a very strong analytical background because we were both buyers and I own my own business. Kyle was a buyer for years in, in a luxury market. So we can really look at the numbers and say, okay, this makes sense. If you put the, for instance, we had a beach house in Galveston that we put on the market. It needed to be redone. I mean, it had green, nasty carpet. It had an ugly kitchen. It was like, it just needed to be redone. But 
it was all cosmetic. So for $25,000, we could redo all the floors, redo the carpet, paint the entire house. It sold for $100,000 more than it would have sold for. So obviously they made, you know, they spent 25,000 made an extra 75. So that was a smart decision for them. Um, most times you're going to have to redo a kitchen. It depends what you have to do. If you can just change countertops and paint, maybe $10,000. If you have to gut the whole thing and start over, then it becomes, well, is, you know, risk versus reward. Like, is it worth it? And Compass does offer a program called Compass Concierge that we use a lot. So um, say you have a house that is going on the market and we're going to list it at a million dollars. We have, I think it's, is it 5%? They changed the- There's a limit now to- uh, Dollar what, amount. Yeah, what you can do. But basically it's meant for- you know, minor cosmetic update. I mean, you can really use it for, for whatever. You could use it because you need help packing and you want to hire someone. You could use it for uh, staging, staging, any, yeah. anything. Right. But what it is, it's an interest-free loan for a year. So you you do a deal with Compass Concierge. You owe them the money in a year, but it's interest-free. So most of our clients, even clients with multi-million dollar homes, will use Compass Concierge and just, I mean, it comes out of the closing proceeds. So it's no skin off their back. They don't have to outlay any cash up front right. and it's free money. So why not? Yeah. yeah. So good point. And it's tied to the house, right? That gets paid off when the house sells. Yes. Correct. Or after 12 phone. months. I mean, yeah. if somebody says, okay, I, you know, I'm not going to sell the house. They, they had it on the market for too much. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Lost their job or whatever. And um, then they would just encompass that money. Yeah. yeah. So Well, good. Well, great information, guys. What what's the uh, best way to reach you uh, through your Instagram page or or? Yes, so our Instagram page is at Cranslin Group. Um, you can also go to our website. It's thehoustonrealtors.com, or you can email us Cranslin Group at compass.com. Excellent. And that's just to spell it. It's K R A N T Z L I N N at compass c-o-m-p-a-s-s.com great well thank you so much i enjoyed oh, it i forgot the group part sorry see i don't even know the name of our group <laughs> just kidding all right we'll talk to you later thanks so much all right thank, thank you, you. Bye. Bye.